on today's Locked On Twins. We are going to get right back to it with the storylines that we are trying to see figured out here as Grapefruit League play begins at the end of the week. This is Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Good morning, good morning in the news this morning. Good morning. Hello again and welcome back to Locked On Twins. I'm your host, Brandon Morning. You can unfollow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. And I am joined, as I almost always am, by Dave Brown at Answer Dave Brown on the X Twitter machine. How are we doing, Dave? We're doing great, Brandon. My my pla- my plica is good. Or my plica, and uh, it just everything flows from that. Honestly, it does. I think once that feels good, you're basically on cloud nine, as we've found that Byron Buxton is. And I don't know if you saw, but the first contact from Byron Buxton this spring absolutely pasted a ball off the fence against Bailey Ober. So Bailey Ober, not a bad pitcher. So I felt the need to tweet. They are so back, you guys, because, hey, as much as we don't know what Byron Buxton has to offer defensively or even offensively this year, hard not to be encouraged by the early returns, wouldn't you say? I like it when people get overly enthusiastic about a double and during live batting practice and spring training. It just means the baseball season is here. I think we all, well, maybe we don't all know, but. I think we all know that it's too early to draw too many conclusions, but let's just uh, let's just get excited in the moment, and that's that's all we really have. Life is a bunch of moments. Did you have a five dollar bet on Byron Buxton doing that on FanDuel? Because if you did, you would get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets. I'm not sure that they do that for spring training live batting practice, but today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You can make every moment more. As a new customer by joining today, and you get 150 bucks in bonus bets if your first bet of five dollars or more wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. And again, too, thank you for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, try wave to the camera here. Um, but hey, thanks for hanging out with us. We very much appreciate it, except for that one guy that said this podcast sucks in the comments today, but um, that no longer exists. So if you don't like it, sorry. But uh, again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We would love to have you subscribe, click the thumbs up, or just leave a thumbs up in the comments. Any comment is great for us. We love to hear from the listeners, at least as long as you're not a jerk. Uh, Locked On, by the way, has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on the YouTube's Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, like Dave Brown and myself, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Dave, what did you think of the ground we covered in the first part of Twins storylines to keep an eye on as 
the team gets ready for Grapefruit League play here this weekend. I think we covered uh, ground like Byron Buxton's going to cover it in center field this year. I thought it was fantastic. But there's, uh, as you kind of hinted, there's there's actually lots of storylines. And I don't even know if we, between the two of us, even if we're that comprehensive, I mean, we could keep going with this. But uh, there's there's always more. There's always more to talk about, especially in the early days of spring training. So I think we did a, a great bang-up job for the first one. And I don't know what that guy is talking about with that comment about the show. Uh, it, it's not true. It, the yeah. show does not suck. Reminds me of George Bluth senior, where he says to Buster, you were just a turd out there. Um, you know, that's, that's the kind of comments we get sometimes, but Hey, a listener is a listener all the same. And we thank you for that. I saw a couple things today. Chris Paddock is going to start the opener, not grapefruit league, but, spring training opener against the University of Minnesota. Uh, nothing like getting back on the horse right away, uh, even if you're going to be facing a middling team from the Big Ten. It'll be fun to see how he looks, how sharp he is, because he is a pretty big pivot point for this rotation. And one more thing, and then I'll let you kind of give your thoughts, but I saw Jorge Polanco in Seattle Mariners duds today taking batting practice and uh, it just it didn't look right. Uh, again, I get it's the business of baseball, and it's just the way it goes, but a little unsettling, to say the least. Well, Jorge was in the Twins organization for, I believe, 34 years, so it's really difficult for fans to get their head around yep. not having him there. And he's still just like 30 years old. I don't know how – I know the math doesn't add up there. But um, it's uh, it, it's is, it is unsettling. It's the It's the – when you care so much about a team – you know, it's the that's the downside of making moves. It's someone has to go, and it's someone you're used to having around. So it's a it's a little bit of an unsettling thing. But he's he's in a good spot. They found a, a good family farm for him, yep. and uh, it's he's he's where he is going to do a lot of good. And the twins are okay too, so it's okay. Out there chasing the wildlife and having the time of his life. It should be good. Uh, thoughts on Paddock because. Again, he's going to be a linchpin for this rotation, and I'm even though again it'll only be against guys who are in their early twenties, late teens. Uh, it should be fun. By the way, Jorge Polanco was signed by the Twins when I was still in college, so he has been in the organization or had been in the organization a while. So yeah, it's it is a little hard to see him somewhere else. But anyway, uh, back to Paddock, and that's not a coincidence too. I think you being in college is is one of the reasons why they signed him. I don't know; it doesn't have anything to do with it, but. I mean, I, guess I just finished too. You know, a lot of people go to college for seven years. Right, seven years of college down the drain. I think wasn't that? Didn't John that, Belushi say that something like that? Called doctors, uh, Tommy boy. Oh, right, of course. Yeah, either way, I mean, Tommy, uh, Chris Farley wanted to be Belushi, so I think it's all one and the same. But right. uh, anyway, getting waylaid a little bit here. Uh, <laughs> Back to Chris Paddock. Is that what you're saying? Paddock. That's going to be my uh, fantasy baseball name this year. There's a lot of, uh, you know, there are a few guys in the rotation and on the, the staff who we, there are questions about, you know, no, no more uh, mysterious really than, than Paddock. You know, we're kind of interested, well, what's uh, Joe Ryan, you know, how's he going to take that next step? What, how, what's Dee Sclafani's deal? And, uh, you know, Paddock, uh, they're kind of counting on him here for, uh, no, no, no restrictions on the innings, and he's never really piled up a lot of innings. And it's it's going to be fun to see, fun, kind, hopefully, to see exactly what the Twins have. And I don't know 
like, you know, I know he's been working on other pitches and uh, are we, we going to see that against the, uh, the Gophers? Not sure. I'm just glad that big 10 teams still have baseball teams. Sometimes they go away and they, the programs end and we have to like go fund me to get them back. So I, I like that angle too. So I'm interested to see just how he does and, and hopefully he gets off to a clean start. Clean is a good word. I think. Have you ever heard what happens if you apply for a GoFundMe and it gets uh, rejected? What happens? They tell you to go fund yourself. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Big Ten programs folding. Actually, a guy from my high school committed to play uh, baseball at Wisconsin, and then the right. program folded back in 87 or 88 or something like that. Uh, so, That's yeah. It's not, what's that? That is obscene. And it's well, not because of – uh, I was going to say Rule 20, but that's not what it is. Title 19, Title 7. Title 9. Title 9. Uh, I think that is a cop-out, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't believe in it. So it's not because women play sports, too. No, it's um, not. But anyway, that doesn't really have anything to do with Paddock because the, the Gophers are solvent, as far as we know, as far as they know. Um but yeah, that's going to be interesting, and I want to see. Uh, is Buxton going to? Buxton's not playing in that game, is he? I doubt it. It'll probably be guys like uh, Alex Isola behind the plate, and and you know maybe you see Willie Castro, someone like that. Okay. Um, by the way, alumni of the Wisconsin club team, uh, Jack Moore, former Fangraphs writer. Was I, I, I've met Jack. I've actually met. That's a person from Twitter that I've met in person. I can go one better. I went to a Timberwolves game with him. Oh, you a whole game? Super dude. Yeah, love that guy. Very much. Yeah, I did a fantasy draft with him once in Chicago. Oh, this is a while ago, maybe 2010, 2011, something like that. Um, and, and I wish him well. He's a, he's a funny guy, and uh, he's a, a good baseball man. I think he's a professional video game player now, actually. But he does talk about it a lot. I, he might very well be. I don't know. I don't know how you make a living at that, but I don't know how you make a living as a sports writer either. So uh, we, we share that. True. Uh, well, let's take a second. We'll have a word from our friends at eBay Motors. And then when we come back, we will dive in headlong uh, like we're sliding into home plate with our cleats up to talk about uh, Kyle Farmer. Louis Varlin, Matt Walner, and just about anybody else under the sun. But again, first, a word from eBay Motors. eBay Motors wants you to know that passion, drive, and patience are what bring home the winning trophy and also what keep your ride alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and about a billion things more. Slight exaggeration, but not really. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. They actually have, Dave Brown, 122 million plus parts for your number one ride. So you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. So my Chevy Colorado, Dave, I think you have, what, a fully loaded Toyota Tercel? How did you know that? That's creepy. Marketing Market research. No, I'm I'm just channeling my inner Jack Donaghy there. I'm just messing with you. Uh, but with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. Because with all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride alive with ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only restrictions apply, including that eBay's guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. But again, 
ebaymotors.com is the place to go for all your auto parts needs. At least I would say if you can't get to Bradenton to get auto parts, eBay Motors is definitely the place to go. We talked about that on the most recent episode where the Pirates home stadium during spring training is in a an area that's kind of uh, industrial. And I think there's a bunch of car park places near there. But I think it digress. comes handy for the bullpen car if that if it breaks down. All you got to do is go next door and also know an auto mechanic and you're fine. Yeah, well, and we need to – the bullpen car is coming back. And I thought it was cart at first, but it is bullpen car. Uh, bringing those back. Uh, Glenn Perkins, former twin and noted Minnesota resident, and actually, quite frankly, a pretty good broadcaster now that he's got his legs under him, ha- was a big enthusiast of that. Now – you know, um, his career has been put out to pasture, and so his enthusiasm for that has waned. But the spirit lives on through Twins fans who would love to see, you know, Joan Duran ride through on a, a golf cart with a Twins helmet on it or something. I remember Perkins's push for the bullpen car, and uh, I know history when they tell the story of it, of the re- the Renaissance, the revitalization. He will it will look upon him fondly. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about Matt Walner. The question, or rather the storyline that actually you submitted was, will Matt Walner emerge as an everyday effective outfielder? And so last year, I they got the fans got the perception that I was anti-Matt Walner, which couldn't be further from the truth. It was more along the lines of temper your enthusiasm because his skill set is awfully similar to Joey Gallo. And it wasn't so much that Twins fans wanted Matt Walner up, but they were willing and ready to DFA Max Kepler to do it. And Max Kepler, same level of tenure as Jorge Polanco, and fans were ready to just kind of throw him to the wolves. And boy, that would have looked stupid if he would have signed with, let's say, the Yankees and had that second half that he had, or anywhere else for that matter. Um, but Walner came up, he did what he does, which is take some walks and hit for some power. And he's uh, he's fairly mobile for his size. He's got a good arm. And he's got to ward off a few different guys, whether it's if they sign another guy, uh, Trevor Larnick, who seems to be the last man out in this outfield, and then a few prospects besides. It's going to be interesting, but I am mostly optimistic. Again, the strikeouts could be problematic, but left on left, he's shown some pop. I believe in the Futures game, he crushed an absolute bomb left on left. So he's not completely helpless against southpaws, which is a big thing for left-handed hitters. In general, though, yeah, I would say Arrow is trending up for him. I think he'll have a nice season. I'm just thinking, though, it's uh, it's hard for him to maintain the expectations because he's a Minnesota boy, and we kind of all saw how that worked out for Joe Maurer. I'm hopeful for him. I'm, uh, you know, we, we kind of mentioned a little bit yesterday uh, – who among the, the the twins got lots of good production from uh, rookies and near rookies yep. last year and uh, who might be in line for some regression. And I, I don't know that Walner, you know, coming off a, a season where he was basically like 40% above league average as a, a producer offensively, that seems very ambitious. Uh, and it, I don't think anybody's expecting it, but also uh, there, there could be some adjustments in mind, you know, he has, you know, he's turned 26. That's good and bad. Um, 
It kind of is who he is. Right. Um, I, I, I'm reserving judgment on him. I'm, I'm not 100% sold. You know, I think uh, that's why it would have been nice to add another bigger offensive piece than apparently they're going to. They've, they've added some good complementary players around right. the diamond. Um, but I, I also would be keeping an eye on the, the, the outfield prospects to see the younger ones, to see how they do in case there's a, a, lear, a learning curve here in, the, in his second, not full season, but right. second half season or whatever it is, the beginning of the season is. So yeah. I'm, I'm optimistic, but obviously I've got some misgivings. I wouldn't be opposed to the idea that Emmanuel Rodriguez is on the fast track just because, you know, you start burning up years in the organization and decision time comes. So even though he's hasn't played advanced levels of the minor leagues, uh, once you're on the 40, the thing just kind of speeds up on you. It's happened with Jorge Polanco where I want to say he came up in 2014. He was a young kid, but uh, he was on the 40 and they needed an infielder. So he came up. In right. Texas, I think he played some third base. I think he had a triple down the right field line where it was kind of like, hey, this guy can this guy can really play. And so it wouldn't be shocking if it came down to it where he just kind of gets force-fed to the big leagues. So he's one I'm keeping an eye on. Austin Martin is another who, you know, is kind of mixed and matched between the outfield and the infield. Not sure he's got a, a specific singular defensive home but there are plenty of valuable players in the league right now who or in recent years that didn't have a single defensive home. For instance, when Whit Merrifield was at his best, if you were to make him an all-star, what position would it have been at? Or Ben Zobrist or, um, you know, a handful of guys. So not having, not being chained to one spot uh, certainly doesn't hurt you. It can, it can definitely help you. Uh, Let's see. We let's do this one. Uh, is Alex Kirilov ready to take off? And another submission from you. And I think it's kind of not necessarily tied into Matt Walner, but you know, it's a, another left-handed hitter who still has something to prove. Uh, obviously, there's some draft capital there. Although I believe Kirilov was the last player that the previous regime picked in the first round. Uh, just as long as he's not the last player to report to spring training. Yeah, and he apparently wasn't. So, uh, And Carlos Santana hit a double today. I figure if he'd have showed up early, it would have been a triple at least. So, you know, that's, I think right might be on the wall. Does he really even want to be there? And, by the way, another meme going around Twins Twitter right now is uh, Cody Bellinger signing with the team three years with opt-outs after each year. Uh, <laughs> Just a running meme. Did you see I it? I suggested opt-outs on the hour. Just, Rep- you know, yeah. midnight, yeah. 2 a.m., 4 a.m. It's like the like the 24-7 title on pro wrestling where you can defend it anywhere, anytime, and yeah. they do it in the airport and stuff. It's uh, kind yeah, of funny. The airport. Yeah, you know, so. Uh, anyway, Alex Kirilov, it all hinges on the wrist for me. I mean, if his wrist is healthy... Uh, and they give him first base full time, which is looks to be the case, or at least full time for as often as he plays. Uh, it'll be curious because he did have a play against the Blue Jays, or was it against the Astros? It was it was in October for sure. Where I think it was the Astros because um, he kind of flubbed it and it ended up snowballing a little bit, and then he was injured. And I think that's what actually got Buxton on the uh, 
the postseason roster was he was actually added after that. But um, put AK at first, yes, yeah, put AK at first base. Let him get comfortable. Let him play against righties. I don't know. I I'm still a buyer. It's not like he's going to be the second coming of Joey Votto, but you know he's going to drive the ball to the gaps. Could be a forty double twenty homer guy if things go right with a decent on base percentage. I'm still in. I don't know about takeoff, but if he is at his best, I see like a 115-120 OPS plus slash weighted runs created plus, whatever your preferred flavor is. I think he's a guy, uh, first off, that we can measure success this year in how much he's able to play. Yeah. I think that's that's the key. You know, is his uh is his wrist healthy? Is it uh protected from this odd condition that he has from uh, happening again or recurring or, or whatever, you know, if he can get into 125 games, it's a successful season because that means he's probably producing and he's probably healthy. And but he's, he's also probably been shielded from tough lefties too, which is it's sure. only going to help his stat line. Yes. You know, he doesn't have to deal with that because Carlos Santana can hit right-handed yep. and mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, at least at the moment, better at first base, even at his at 37 or whatever he is. So um, it's a, it's a very functional addition that, that Santana, it's a, and, and, and it's a buffer too, but um, you know, with, with any number of um, possibilities on the spectrum here, you know, if, if Waller doesn't work out, if uh, Santana really works out, Kirilov could go to left field or they could bring up one of the really smaller kids from the minors. So there's lots of, you know, you sort of have to prepare yourself for some possible different possible outcomes here. But I think if if healthy Kirilov is going to be an effective guy that's going to make the first base depth with the Twins better than it was a year ago. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. Let's take a quick second, give some love to our friends at FanDuel. When we come back, we have a handful more questions and who knows, maybe we'll even have a part three for the Twins and storylines, but again, a word from FanDuel. And you can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Now, we are in the midst of all-star weekend slash week, so games firing up again here in a couple days, but all the more time to do your research because right now, new customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. So 150 bucks if you're first bet wins. There's all kinds of options, whether you want to do quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, you name it, everything under the sun, they have it. And again, 150 bucks if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. 150 bucks. I mean, it's the biggest no-brainer in history. You should check it out right away. As soon as you're done listening to us, you should run over there and see what your options are because FanDuel is an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. I see you on mute there, Dave Brown, or you were on mute, but you're back. Love to see that. Always fun. Uh, the talk will never truly end. You can't I'm stop back, you can I want to back talking so you can hear me. Right. Yeah. You can only, you can't stop it. You can only hope to contain it. And so far you've done a nice job. Uh, who are we sleeping on too much Dave Brown? Because, um, you know, you talked about first base and one guy that they invited to spring training 
who had at least a semi-interesting run in the Arizona Fall League is Aaron Sabato, a beefy first baseman, right-handed swinger, who, you know, he's really one decent to good season from being on the radar, at least as an option at DH, as an option at first base. Right now, DH, uh, assuming Byron Buxton continues to be healthy, is going to be kind of a rotating, revolving door of a bunch of guys, at least it seems so far. So I think there's an opportunity there, and I think we could be sleeping on him. I also think we're sleeping on Trevor Larnick, who, while he hasn't been great, he's had moments where, you know, if he gets into counts with fastballs, he can drive the crap out of the ball. Breaking ball is a little different. And then Jose Miranda. I mean, literally, uh, roster resource, last I checked, had him penciled in on the bench. Not sure how that works because his positional flexibility is kind of first base, third base. But this is a guy who a year ago they had high expectations for. He had a phenomenal season in the minors the year before that. Those are kind of my three guys where it's like, Sabato's probably third in that list, but I brought him up because we haven't talked about him really at all on the show since you joined. But uh, I think Miranda's number one for me because, well, they seem stocked at third base and at first base. There's DH opportunities. And again, you never know what happens. There's guys get injured. There's guys who don't play like you would hope. Carlos Santana is not exactly young. Um, so sometimes Father Time just steps in and says, that's it. So I'm enthused about the chance of Jose Miranda not only having a decent season, but really sneaking up on people, whether it be real life baseball or fantasy baseball. Well, and Miranda ha- possesses that thing that the twins still need, and that's right-handed pop. Yep. Um, and uh, the position doesn't necessarily work out if Royce Lewis is playing every day. And now that they have Kirilov and, and uh, Santana at first base, but like you said, there is still designated hitter. Um, I don't know if he's going to have to, uh, you know, use uh, s- some ramping up time down at, at Minneapolis or at uh, St. Paul twins in Minneapolis, St. Paul and St. Paul. The other city. Yeah. The, the other city yeah, across the river. Um, you know, sort of like with uh, Varland, you know, could you use, could he use a little time there to, to get going? Sure. Uh, and, you know, but he's the kind of depth that if bad things happen, knock on wood, and someone's out for a month or whatever. I mean, baseball, bad things do happen. Yes, it happens all the time. Yeah. Um, I think this this is one of the reasons why I'm so optimistic about the Twins, because they have players like this kind of standing by that maybe you don't necessarily take. Uh, from opening day, or maybe you do. I don't know. It depends on how the roster shakes out. But you have them in the organization, and you know, are all the the rookies who hit last year are they all going to go thirty five, forty percent above league average? Probably not. Right. But um, you know, if one or two of them fail, there are options for someone to step in. And there, we're not talking about uh, people who are like really old and decrepit. They're young energetic players that have produced sometimes in the major leagues before. I think that's just, that is one re another reason to be optimistic about the twins. People like Miranda, even if he's not helping them from opening day. He's 25 too. Like it's not as though. Right. The luster is completely off here. I'm looking to see. Yeah. Defensively. He played 250 games in the minors at third base. And. 34 at shortstop, obviously not an option, but 
two or sorry, 168 games at second base. I, I'm not saying that's True. necessarily an option, but again, I mean, don't close the door if they get him in there at the at the pivot and he is an option against righties. You know, there's Kyle Farmer besides Donovan Solano no longer in the picture at least for now. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think they could find opportunities. Again, I'm not saying they, they'll use him at second base, but he played almost 1,400 defensive innings at second base. They know within some range of, yes, he can, no, he cannot uh, hang at second base in a pinch. And they they stomached Edward Julien at second base, which was a, a really rough baptism by fire to start. But then he came into his own uh, quite nicely. Well, when you see things like, you know, a guy playing shortstop at second base in the minors and putting in significant innings. Um, you know, you, it doesn't tell you that he could handle that in the majors necessarily, but what it does tell you is you've got a guy with some athleticism, some agility, some quickness that, uh, like you say, in a pinch uh, makes you a little more viable for the roster because of the uh, possibilities that it would give Rocco. Uh, and, you know, uh, the possibility of uh, subbing for somebody for a couple of weeks at a time if they went on the injured list. So that's the kind of thing, you know, you, you can look at their minor league statistics on defense and say, well, you know, that doesn't that's not really going to translate every day to the majors, but you might not need them to play every day. And right. it's just that's another reason to like having these guys in your corner because you um, are, are not, you know, as, as devastating and as um, – unhappy as everybody would be if uh, one of the starting players got hurt the twins have options in case that happens and miranda is an, another reason to be excited for that reason I this said is reason many times, but you, you get right right i think this is the one we'll probably wrap on because we're obviously pushing up against the time limit how much better will the twins be if they get decent seasons from both of their catchers now the twins probably had the best luck from catcher standpoint of health last year, I believe only the two guys, Ryan Jeffers and Christian Vasquez, actually played catcher for them. Uh, as far as production, so if you were to look at Fangraphs War, 3.6 combined between the two, uh, 100 weighted runs created plus. So they were ninth in offense. Uh, defensive value, there were 20 runs, which is ninth. Uh, what did I say, War? Ninth. Seems to be a, a recurring theme of ninth, ninth, and ninth. Um, but Christian Vasquez goes to driveline. He loses some weight. At the very least, he's motivated to kick some hind end this year. I think he was motivated by not playing in the playoffs last year. This is a guy who caught a fair amount for two World Series winning teams. So it right. probably seems a little more to not play in October. And I, I'm a big Ryan Jeffers guy. So keeping both of those guys fresh and healthy well into the season and into October, it can only be helpful and it can only be good. And so we'll see how it goes. But I like your line of thinking there of how much better they can be behind the plate um, if things come together for them. If Vasquez can uh, jumpstart his bat a little bit to where it was before. 2019 uh, style. Yes. Uh, and it doesn't even have to be that great. But if he can... Right just kind of recapture that a little bit. And maybe sometimes, like you said, he didn't get to play in the playoffs. It bugged him, uh, maybe motivated him, uh, re-energized him, whatever. Then that that's going to, you know, those, those off days, you don't have to worry as much about not having Jeffers in the lineup, but this guy's going okay 
and being a contributor. And it's not like he hasn't done that in the past. Well, Dave Brown, we're up against the time limit, as we always are. Thanks, everyone, though, for checking out Locked On Twins. We'll be back tomorrow, and we'll see you tomorrow night.